you you show you you somebody who's never even uh, fucking heard music in their entire life. Imagine uh-huh. that. Just look in the mirror, and you will see somebody like that. And You're you show them you show them bad fish. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we get into a different album by a different band every week and we break it down. We um we try to do as much research as we can and we talk about it and we try to have a good time and we try not to fight, right, Jeff? Yeah. We try not to fight we about these things. Definitely try not to fight. <laughs> um yeah, so go to iTunes, go rate review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at asinine radio we do have a voicemail if you want to leave us a voicemail the phone number is 503-893-5307 and uh yeah so do that and if you didn't already know uh what what album by what band are we doing today we're doing uh sublime's 40 ounces to freedom That's gone, dude. Hey, man, what's up? Tell Todd if you're telling right now. When you grab a hold of me, you tell me that I'll never be set free. But I'm a parasite. Creep and crawl, I step into Sublime formed in 1988 and disbanded in 1996, but they were formed in Long Beach, California by Brad Lee Knoll on vocal and guitars, uh, Eric Wilson on bass and Bud Gah on drums. During their short time together, they put out three full-length albums, two EPs, two live albums, five comps, and are one of the most popular bands of the genre but the album we're doing today is 40 Ounces to Freedom, and it is their first record, and it was released June 
1992. It features the only lineup of the band amongst other guest musicians and has sold several million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, what are your first impressions on the band? And um, your origin story and your first impressions on this record. Sorry. Oh, damn. What do you got? So much pod reading. Yeah, I don't. That's crazy. <sighs> okay. Um, oh, here we go. Put on the spot. I don't even know what to say. So yeah, I mean, you hadn't prepared for this for the last two hours. Okay. Yeah. So Sublime, you know, words words are like bullets. And so my first introduction with Sublime was my friend's brother got their self-titled on CD. And mm. he would always listen to it. And we were probably, what, like 10 at the time? Maybe a little, like 9, 87, 90. It's like 9. Yeah. 9. Nine. Yeah, he would Nine. always play it, and that was like my introduction. I thought it was so fucking good, and I also like, looked up to my friend's brother a lot because he was he was just he was older and he was cool and he could skate better and I don't know he was just cooler. <laughs> and so yeah. he got it on CD, and then he kind of grew tired of it after a couple months or whatever. And then more more music came out, so I even I eventually stole it from him, ganked <laughs> it right, right from right from under his nose. So like so fucking fucked up too. But yeah, so I I stole that album from him. But I only got the jewel case and the CD. I didn't get the booklet or like the back of the jewel case because he would take things out and put it all in his like binder. So that way the jewel case itself oh, would just yeah. be clear and done. So I, yeah, I only got the jewel case and the CD for whatever reason because I just grabbed one and grabbed that. And so dumb. He never noticed though. <laughs> like, he, I don't know. He never, <laughs> That's great. never noticed. So that was my introduction to Sublime was their self titled. Um, I don't think I had heard anything prior to that like not even bad fish i don't think i'd heard anything so to me so that was like all sublime was was their self-titled and then everything else after that and it wasn't until years later did i go back and listen to 40 ounces to freedom and then it wasn't even mm. until like a decade later did i go back and listen to robin the hood so makes sense yeah that was uh yeah that's that's my origin story my little thievery as a nine-year-old <laughs> i can't believe you stole it yeah, I don't, dude, I don't even know. It was just too good. But I'm sure if I just <laughs> asked him, he just would have given it to me. Probably, yeah. But it was such like <laughs> a, it was such a gross back cover. I don't know if you remember the back cover, but it had like the sublime clown. And oh he was sitting yeah, on yeah. his couch, and he was like naked, and he had like a bottle of, or a can of beer in his hand. There's like, there's no way my mom would have bought that for me. at nine years old. No, probably not. She wouldn't buy Hello Nasty <laughs> when it came out. So yeah, uh, it's funny. All right, and what are your first impressions on uh, 40 Ounces? When I went back and listened to 40 Ounces, I thought it was okay. I didn't like it as much because the songs were, they were more, they, they didn't sound good. Like, to my younger self, they, they were they were bad. They weren't as, I guess, now produced as well. They weren't as, uh, fuck, dude, I'm like losing myself here with all these <laughs> afternoon beers. Yeah, it just it was it was more raw. It was more DIY. It was more punk sounding, and that's just not that wasn't my scene at that time. And so I just I kind of just discounted it for a long time. And Sublime to me was only their self titled. And then it wasn't until I listened to Robin the Hood did I because that was like around the time of like high school days, and and I was getting more into other music. And then as as kids do, as you as you grow, as you mature, your tastes mature with you. Sometimes, and it, yeah. And it wasn't until Robin the Hood that I go back and listen to Forty Ounces, and I was like, "Wow, this is really fucking good." And then it wasn't even until like 
this past year or two that I went back and listened to 40 ounces and I, I was like, dude, this is even better than I, I, I even thought. It's Are you better. sure it's not just that you, you want more sublime. So then you just think it's better than it actually is. No, because I always start, except for this week, I always start my sublime listens off with Robin the hood and then I'll divvy it up and listen to things here or there. A lot of Bradley Nolan friends, a lot of live stuff, a lot of remixes, but dude, 40 ounces of freedom is really good. Like it's, it is, it is severely underrated if you take out bad fish. <laughs> uh, okay. Bad fish is way overrated, but Oh yeah, totally overrated. So it's it's a good song. It's solid. It's, it's fine. Okay. But damn, forty ounces of freedom is just it's good. <laughs> it's good. No, it is good. Uh my my origin story with it, I remember hearing Date Rape for the first time on K Rock. A local radio station here, if you didn't know that. Uh, and it was probably in 1998. So it was at, way after, it was after the self-title came out, obviously. Uh, but yeah, they played Day Rape. And I just remember thinking like, what the, what is this? I was just so confused. And I thought the lyrics were funny and it was fast. And it was, it was just like a little bit of everything that I liked. And, um, and yeah, that, that was my, my first experience with Sublime. And then I think like a year, I, then I just kind of like forgot about it. And then a year later, I, I, they think they played like wrong way or something. And I'm like, oh, this is really good too. So then I went out and got the, uh, the self-titled record. And then I just listened to that, listened to it so much. And then I went and got, uh, 40 ounces to freedom not too long after that. And I remember it was the same thing as you, like I got it and I just didn't get it. Cause it was, it just sounded so different from a production standpoint and I just, I just wasn't as good except for like obviously day rape and then smoke two joints. I liked a lot and a couple other songs that I would go back to, but otherwise I would never really, I never really went back to 40 ounces. And then it wasn't until maybe like shortly after high school. So like Oh six or Oh five or Oh six when I listened to Robin the hood. And then I just, that blew me away. That album was so good and it's still their best record, but uh yeah, so forty ounces of freedom. It's it's a good record, definitely a good record. But there's some stuff on there that is questionable for sure. Song wise, right, well here we go. How many sneakers do you have? Uh, let me double check. I have. Let's see. Wow. What are you? Talking I color coded it. So I got one, two. I got two sneakers. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure Bad Fish is one of them. Oh, Bad Fish is one hundred percent one of okay, them. I think that's, that's their worst stupid. song. That song sucks. Um, I do not like that song at all. And I was hoping you, you only hate it because it's popular. That's, that's I, I was hoping like. you wouldn't want to play it as the intro to this episode because I don't want to listen to it again. Um, but you know that didn't happen. I just think it's a bad song. I think it's so boring. It's what just part of this song so is bad? Like it's just it's, so the chord generic. progression is fine. It's it's good. It's just but a being boring reggae it, song, like a stinker. It's a, it's a boring generic reggae song, and then when the acoustic guitar comes in, it's just a really just basic chord progression. It's just I don't don't it's care a for it. Song, I don't like his I don't stinger. like his vocals. I don't like his vocals in the song. Yeah, they're, they're nice and calm. They're just they go they're, with the music well. No, I just don't like it. So that that's definitely a stinker. That's the worst song on the record. Their worst song in general. Um, and then KRS One, I don't like that song. I think it's a what the fuck is yeah, the matter with you? I don't you? like that song. <laughs> I don't like it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't like it. It's a 
It's a boring acoustic song. You're fucking insane. You are I like smoking two joints too. before this podcast, and then you're smoking two more while we do it. Uh, <laughs> KRS-One is like one of my favorites. This I is still... Like dude, I can still play this on like the guitar. Whenever the, the small amount that I play the guitar nowadays, whenever I start playing... This is always one of like my warm-up songs that I always play. I love this. I love his guitar melody. I think it sounds fantastic. I love how he uses so many different things here. Chords, little note slides, little silences, breaks, and like whatever chords he uses during those instrumental breaks when the mm-hmm. DJ comes in on top of it, it sounds yeah. so janky and terrible. And it's like the, why why are you why are you combining like an acoustic guitar with sampling? But it sounds it sounds fantastic. It's so cool. The scratching is just kind of doesn't doesn't sound good. It, not even like in a janky fun way. Like it's just not good. I don't like the song. That's I'm sorry. It's a stinker. It's a stinker. You're one hundred percent wrong. You are so you're completely out of your element on this one. You are so wrong. We're, it is not even. It's not even like it's not even funny. We're already at I'm odds. Not laughing. This is crazy. I'm not even laughing. Bad fish. I'm I'll laughing. give you. I'll give you bad fish because. That's, Give me Keras one too. No, that's fucking stupid. This is <laughs> this is like one of my top four sublime songs. Oh my god, you're, you're so dumb. It no, is not. What part of this do you? I, I still don't I understand. Don't, what I think part it's of this so do you not fucking like. boring. It's so boring, and I don't. Like How is vocals. this different than like like Freeway Time in, in L.A. County on on Robin the Hood? Because that one is like way more bluesy and just kind of like it's more of just like him and the guitar. Like it's just, I just. I don't like KRS One, man. It's just, okay, so I just okay. So you really have no reason. Song. You just you're just trying to hate on forty ounces because no, I don't because I want to like this Hood's record the best more. Ever, boo, 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 and Sublime, their self titled so good because it's so catchy. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I don't know why you. Oh, never mind, I don't know. So, do you have any stinkers on this record? No, I have no stinkers. Really? No, that's you're silly. Not, not even KRS One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a silly boy. Bad, oh, bad fish would be the closest I have to a stinker, but I don't think it's a stinker. It's fine. You'll get there. You'll get there someday. I would I would, like if it came on. Um, if it was a non-sublime playlist and I was just putting on something, and then bad fish came on, mm. I'd probably skip it. But well, I would, you would. I would never skip it on the record. Oh my god! I also can't because okay. I'm on vinyl. So. <laughs> oh, you could. You could take the needle off and then move it. Oh, that's so much. Well, that would take me just as long to do that <laughs> as it would just to listen to a stupid song. <laughs> Be worth it though, because you wouldn't have to listen to it. Yeah, so um, I, have, I have I have no stinkers. Okay, so then uh, do you have okay songs? Yeah, I got I got I got some okay songs. Do you want to go through okay, or do you just want to jump to bangers? What do you think? Let's. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot of okay songs. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I mean, then let's just jump into bangers. Then what is what is your what is your BB? My BB is waiting for Ru- for my Ruka. <laughs> I think it's a great great album opener. Oh. I think it's great. What are you laughing about? Oh my god, you make no fucking sense. <laughs> Why? <sighs> I love the stripped down like electronic thing and it, the drum machine. It's great because you don't like Bradley Noel. You don't like the way he sings. Oh my god! And then your favorite song is essentially right. just a Brad song. So it just, I know I that that doesn't make understand. any sense. I I know. There, there's just moments on this record that I just I don't like his vocals. They're too, they're too um, not just clean, but they're too like show offy, and I don't I don't like it. Like he is a good singer. He's a very good singer, and it just it just comes off as sometimes as being like like too pretentious in a way. I don't like it, especially with know. like the more reggae songs. 
The reggae that, songs I don't I don't really like that much from them. Uh, oh, Wait, I didn't hear anything uh, you just said. I can't because I don't know what to say. I can't. I'm just <laughs> making noises because I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm blown <laughs> away. I am fucking blown away right now. That's kind of what I realized this week about Sublime. Like I, it's his voice that that kind of just grosses me out sometimes. I think you're missing the point of his voice though. Bradley Nolan I'm, I'm is a not. fantastic singer. He is a really but good he singer. He doesn't even know it. So he, in the I know, early he days is. Of, in the early days of Sublime, Brad when Brad was trying to sing, it was always on on slower songs like we saw on the Jaw Won't Pay the Bills compilation mm-hmm. and he would add a lot of verb to his vo- vocals and so it would it would kind of mask his uh it's like a really good guitar player who's just starting out. Like you know it's there, but he's still fucking up a lot. And that's yeah. what that's what Forty Ounces to Freedom is. He's a really good singer who is trying too hard, but he's not understanding that he doesn't have to try so hard if he just learned how to kind of control it. Okay. Like any like any good Jedi, right? I you guess. Can be, you can be super force sensitive. You can you can be one with the force, and the force is one with you. And you could be doing a lot of things that make you very very popular and very famous, <laughs> but you're still fucking up. Yeah, because you don't know how to control it, and that's what that's what Bradley is. Bradley is a Bradley's still a Padawan, and we never got that, to we never got to fully see a good bridge of mature Brad connecting with his mature vocals. So I know you're I know what you're saying where like he's in his in his infancy stage of singing and like he's still working the kinks out, but that doesn't excuse a bad song or an okay song. But he know? doesn't write bad songs. Maybe the melodies aren't as polished as they probably could be. Yeah, they're not that they're not that good. Like it can happen. Like but you the don't melodies are like, strong. Just they're because there. Oh my god. Jesus. Just don't get it, man. You just don't you you're just you're so blinded by by Bradley for some reason. I mean, he's very talented. He was very talented, but this record is just, it's not, they're just bad parts of it or okay parts to it. This, this record, if it had been released as like a, I don't know, like a demo or whatever, you'd have loved it. You'd have been like, Oh, no, so I wouldn't know. But because no, that's this bullshit. is like no. their big, their, their first album. No, they that's released. bullshit. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, because I don't like, I don't really like the, the job, pay your bills or whatever that comp is called. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> this is an, ex- <laughs> I said that really stupid, right? Um, but this is, uh, this is just an extension of that. This is just like a slightly higher quality version of that comp. Yeah, but it's not a comp. It's not a demo. This is a, this is well, a, of course this is it's a straight not, up release. But, but what I'm, it's still a continuation of that. Like it's not, it's really not that much better than what this, they were doing on that. This is a band that had their friend produce the album along with themselves, and just cool. played played a bunch of songs that they had been jamming with, and said, "Oh, we should put this on an album," and without even realizing mm-hmm. how it would even translate, and it came out like a demo. This is essentially like a demo. And so is Robin the Hood. Robin the Hood is, is almost no different than this. Robin the Hood is also sort of like a demo. They're self-titled is essentially like the only real album. And that's not even real either. Cause Bradley Noah didn't have last final say in it. It's so like this I band know. has never actually put out something like everything they put out. has just been either like rush half-assed or underdeveloped. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those. But and that's what, his what charm. I, that's the point of also, it. Also, also, what I kind of came to realize this week was that I don't really like 
white guys singing reggae music. Oh I think it sounds fucking, very cheesy, what, man. What does that even have to do it just with sound, anything? Well, because you could just tell when, because they, when, when, I feel like when white guys sing reggae music, they, they overdo it with their voice. And Bradley does that sometimes, not all the time, but he does it sometimes. But there are bands out there like, like what's the band Pepper? Like they do that, that, that style of vocals that is just like, Pepper like, is, Pepper is a band get over yourself, that, that, man. S- that sings in the style of Sublime who is singing in the style of reggae. That's what Pepper yeah. is. Pepper is essentially like a... And, and there are times on this, especially this record, where Bradley sings like that. It's almost like it's, it's a derivative version of himself. And that's... I, I don't know, man. It's just not, that, not for that's, me. That's, that, is a, uh, that is a moot point because it just doesn't... It, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> a white guy singing reggae should not have any bearing on the context. Well, okay, of his okay. Music. it's it's more of it's more of, I guess what I'm trying to say. It's more of the style that they sing. It, it's how they sing it. It that's like the best way to for me to describe that style of singing because I, I don't know how else to. I really don't have no. I have no way of describing that. Like it's like they're they're trying to copy. They're trying so hard to copy something, to where it just sounds bad. Like it just doesn't sound authentic. That, See, I guess that's I think, what I'm trying to say. I think that's like the biggest, maybe the biggest thing that you're missing is that they liked copying things and they liked yeah. doing covers and they liked doing other people's music just because they liked playing music and they're all very talented. Which is fine. And the point of doing other people's music is so that you can get other people's music to the masses. And Correct. what Sublime liked more than just playing music was getting other people to listen to the music that they liked. Not listening to Sublime, but getting people to listen to like the Ziggins, one of the early bands that they shared on their label, on Skunk Records with. They wanted other people to listen to the bands they liked via Sublime. They didn't care if people listened to their music. They just wanted to share music with other people. Talk about and humble. That is the most humble thing you could possibly I, do. I know. I understand. No, I, I totally understand that. And I think that's great. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the songs aren't that good. That certain songs aren't that good. Like that, that, what you just said has nothing to do with the song or the music that we're talking about. You're talking about why they did it, which is fine, but it has nothing to do with the song. But it does. No, it does not. Because you're saying the songs they're are connect, dumb. They're connected. The yeah, are they're connected. Strong. They're there. You can oh you can God, show dude. you can show any of these songs to somebody who's never even heard them, and they'll walk uh, away humming the not, melody. No, you're not making the any purpose, fucking sense. The purpose of, of music. You're just trying to make pur- excuses. What are you? You're not even listening. You're hearing, but you're not uh. listening. <laughs> you you show you you somebody who's never even uh. fucking heard music in their entire life. Imagine uh-huh. that. Just look in the mirror, and you will see somebody like that. And you show them, you show them Badfish, they will walk away yeah. after Badfish is over, and they will still be humming the tune of Badfish. Boom. Okay. How does they have accomplished their mission of bringing music to somebody and allowing them to experience it even after the song is over? A lot of the things that we listen to, it's like jazz and stuff, like you don't walk away mm-hmm. humming a lot of the tunes from jazz. That is just straight like melody. Sublime writes okay. strong melodies. That's but what you've, they do. You, okay, you've you've used that point before. Like, if somebody who's never heard music before hears this, they'll hum it. That, that's not that's not realistic. Yes, everybody's heard music. Everybody's heard music. Everybody can like that. That, that makes no sense. It does make no sense. sense. It's, you show it, no, you, it you show somebody oh, who strictly God. does jazz. You sh- you show them like Iron Man. They're gonna walk away like, oh shit, Iron Man. That's a fucking catchy song. 
that is the point of melody. Why write choruses and verses if you're why why set up? To I understand a melody? that, but why the first part of what you said, unless you're going to make it catchy, that's the point of no, a fucking chorus. No, that I I understand what you're saying there, but what you said prior to that was that okay, throw somebody in who's never heard any music before, who's never heard a song before, and let them listen to this. That automatically makes it good. No, it doesn't automatically make it. good. I never like, said it make that, it good. That point, that's oh my god. You're getting mad because you say Sublime doesn't write good songs. That's what you said. You said Bradley doesn't write good songs on this album. The I said, songs are not I good. Said, okay, no, what makes no, a song no, good? No, 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 no. Objectively, no, what that. makes a song good? Yes, you did, I did say, not that. say that. I said there said are two the songs stinkers are not on this good. record. I said there are two stinkers on this record. I already told you that. Now I'm I asking told you what, what I don't objectively like. makes a song I, good. That's what I would like to There's nothing objectively that makes a song good. Music is entirely subjective. But when you say crazy. that these songs aren't that good, what makes them not that good? The melodies. I, to, I already it's, told it's you. Not I the didn't, melody I because don't the melodies like, are strong. So I already told you it's his vocals sometimes. But it's this his vocal is the same singer that also sang on Robin like. the Hood that you love Robin the Hood. So I don't. That doesn't make any sense. But, but Robin. The, but what he does on Robin the Hood is is very different than what it's he does. It's just lower on this quality. Record. That's it. No, it's not just that. That's it. He doesn't. He doesn't have that 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 tone and that styling that he does on, on a lot of this record that I don't like. And he, luckily, he doesn't really do it at all on Robin the Hood, and he barely does it on uh, the self-titled record. He does it a lot on the self-titled <sighs> record, and Saw Red is essentially the exact thing that you don't like. <sighs> Saw Red is oh, him trying really, really hard to sing. Jeff. But go ahead. Should we, should we play my, my, my BB? You know you're backed into a corner here, but that's fine. No, I'm not. No, saw, no you're saw just not red, understanding. Saw, I am you're understanding. Up with bad you're saying examples. that he's, what, what and you're coming t- up with bad you examples. You have nothing. What are you ta- I have no idea what oh you're talking God. about still. You say, I don't this like his singing. I don't like his singing. I don't like, I don't like how he sings What part of his singing? No, what, what, what do you mean? What, uh, what about his singing do you not like? I feel like he tries too hard and it comes off as cheesy. So when he there, tries too, I said it again. So when he tries too hard on Robin the Hood, that's okay? But he doesn't do it the same way. Oh, it's the same way. What way does he do it? I don't understand the way he does it. I told you I've had a hard time explaining this. Oh, okay. So you it, can't explain why you don't like it. You just don't like it. I don't like gotcha. it. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Even though I, I kind of did, but um, I kind of did explain it. But whatever. So I'm gonna play because you're just out of fucking control right now. That's what it is. You make so. no sense. You cannot back up any of your claims. <laughs> None of these claims I, have any kind of footing on them. And you're and you're just making up scenarios that are completely unrealistic. So here's a uh, waiting for my rook. <laughs> Ramona, please step back. 
now she's my Ruka. I'm barely waiting for my There's Waiting for My Ruka from The Sublimes. <laughs> so why don't you like this song, Jeff? I want to know. I'm just, again, you make no sense. This is arguably the most obnoxious of his vocals because he tries so hard to go in a lower register than he normally does, and it yeah. sounds terrible. You can hear the voice cracks. You can hear him strain his vocals. Which it is, is fine. not good. Oh, but now it's fine. Oh, I got you. I got you. So it's just super selective and makes no sense as well, to absolutely. which vocal performances you like and dislike. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah, now that exactly. I know, like, now that I know that 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 your selection process is completely arbitrary and makes zero sense, then we can move forward. But yeah, waiting for my Ruka is is fa- it's a fantastic song. It's such so, a great so why, intro. So 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 you so you not liking his vocals in this? How how is that any whoa, different than me whoa, not liking his whoa. vocals? How is that any different like, than me not like, liking his vocals? I like Bradley's vocals in every single thing that I've ever heard him do. But you were just bitching about it. No, I was bitching about you and your your arbitrary selection of when or when you don't like his vocals. You said that his vocals, he tries too hard. But in this song, he's clearly trying too hard, but you like it. And it's your favorite. But other ones, he like tries it. too hard and you don't like it. I, and, I just don't understand you. I think what it is, too, is when I just don't really like their, their slower reggae songs. I you just, just don't I, I kinda, like reggae music. I kind of don't. I don't think I do that much anymore. That's fine. I think that might be what it is. I don't really like reggae music that much. I like dumb music a lot. Then it makes sense. But, now, see, now it's all making sense. It's, it's, that's, that's fine. And I like ska music. I love ska music and I love dub music, but it's, it's the reggae stuff where they, they try to sing too much and it just, it comes off as cheesy. And that's kind of what I don't like, I guess. I mean, I, I agree. So I think ska is. Oh, now you agree. Now you fucking Well, agree. I'm, I'm agreeing oh, on God. something. I think that ska is better than reggae. There are very few like reggae artists that I will listen to because it's just, it's just not fun. It's like a little, it's just, it's just kind of boring. It's, it's, it's reggae. Yeah, I know. But a lot of, I know, but like a lot of ska is more upbeat. It's, it's a little bit faster. It's just more, it's more fun to listen to. And I I don't know, I usually gravitate towards things that are a little bit happier, a little bit more and more in major notes rather than whatever the hell mm-hmm. reggae does but it's i don't know it's fine and so I, I i get that if you don't like reggae then you the reggae songs on this then are you clearly not going to like but it's still stupid you're, you're done for thinking <laughs> that <laughs> so what's your what's your bb i don't i don't have the bb i think they're all bbs no, shut the fuck. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, I think I no, think you don't. I think every, Dude, every there's no way you think that Bad Fish and KRS won our BBs. There's no, I'm no just, way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're I'm just kidding. I know. You, I know. You better be fucking. Kidding. So I think uh, I, I I would say my top three BBs in no particular order uh, would be Eben, would be Scarlet okay. Begonias and New Thrash. Okay, I think I know why Scarlet Begonia. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked that, but then when I realized because. I'm now I'm like a, I'm a deadhead now as they as, as they call us. I follow <laughs> yeah. the Grateful Dead around currently, and I go to Maybe their shows yeah. and I do a lot of drugs and I just enjoy the music. But knowing and you're that, that Jerry Garcia is dead, he's not dead. He's went home. Uh, so Scar- <laughs> Scarlet Begonias, that's a Grateful Dead cover, and listening to the Grateful Dead version of it now, there are a lot of similarities between Jerry Garcia and Brad. In mm-hmm. I mean Jerry Garcia is decades ahead of Bradley Knoll but there's a lot of the same things they do they use a lot of like feedback 
in the guitar mm-hmm. and the amps to kind of accentuate some notes. They they are a little bit sloppy. With Brad, it's not intentional. With Jerry Garcia, it is intentional. So there are some yeah. times when there is a little bit of overlap between the two. And Grateful Dead have done, I mean, they've pretty much done like any genre of music and they've killed it. But dude, Scott Begonis is fantastic. And then Bradley, he had his own little verse in there about like the selling the drugs thing. And mm-hmm. God, it's just a fucking banger of a song. It is very, it's my, it's my uh, six banger. Hey, you really got six good. bangers? I got, I got 11 bangers, I think. 10 bangers. I've got 10 bangers. <laughs> Out of, out of what, 22 songs? <laughs> yeah, but take out Karis when like, the bad like, Out of 20 songs, you got 11 that's bangers. That's like saying five bangers out of 10 songs. It's, it's but not you hate bangers. this so much, so that's why I don't... I don't hate this crazy record. That's that so the craziest bangers. thing is I don't hate it. Um, but yeah, no, Scarlet, Scarlet Begonia is a fantastic song, and I, I was surprised at how alike the two songs were. I, and I'm not really into The Grateful Dead. I never really got in, jumped into that that whole thing, but... That song's really good. Their version's very good too. I thought it was cool. And I prior to this week I never realized how many covers were on this record. I had no idea. There's like seven covers. Oh dude, that's all, all Sublime does is covers. I had no idea there were that many. Even and even it, on the songs that aren't like covers, there's still like interpolations of other songs that they throw in there. Yeah. And it, in a way it kind of disappointed me because there's one song I never knew was a cover. And then when I did, I was like, uh I didn't like it less. I was just kind of a little bit disappointed. Oh, uh, was it the Bad Religion song? It was the Descendants song. Oh, uh, Hope? Yeah, Hope. But, but uh, I mean, we'll get to that in a bit. But Scarlet Begonias, I thought that was a really good one. And the um, lyric-wise, he, he did change some of the lyrics uh, because I guess in the original song, it was about kind of falling in love with a girl and then in the end, she just leaves him. But in this one, he kind of changes it to where the girl narcs on him for doing drugs and, you know, he gets pursued by the police dude but that, that line that line that says i got the police coming after me that mm-hmm. part oh my god it's so catchy it's such a it's fucking really, it's a perfect song. little melody it's very good but you hate melodies good. that's fine um <laughs> You're such a i wonder so so, so <laughs> 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 yeah i, I wonder play it, should we play it or what, what do you want to do i tried to search i tried to search if jerry garcia ever like listen to this version or listen to Sublime, because I think I, I think that he would have liked them, but um, I didn't, I couldn't find anything. And they died like four years apart, so Jerry Garcia was around to hear some of Sublime stuff, but yeah. I I couldn't find anything if if he liked them or, or anything like that. But I I bet if they were both if if Bradley hadn't died and they had blown up more, they probably would have done the song together at some point. And I don't I don't know I don't as far as I know, Brad wasn't like a huge like Grateful Dead fan, but I think just going to concerts and, and obviously in Long Beach, the, some of the bigger venues in the, the, the SoCal region and the Grateful Dead coming through, I'm sure he was there. I'm sure he went to a bunch of Grateful Dead concerts and he probably just liked like the vibe. and Yeah, the smoking and, and all that kind of stuff. Probably most of the smoking, but you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone's really nice. And, and even though you hear stories of Brad being a dick, for the most part, everyone that talks about Sublime has always said they've been very nice yeah, that's what I've always heard too. But yeah, should we? What do we? What do you want to do? You want to move yeah, on to a different fucking, song? What do you want to do? Whatever, we can move on to different songs. A cover. I mean, I've I, also play, seen I'll this. I've seen this fucking goddamn album so many times at different like record stores, and it's one of their cheaper Grateful Dead ones. And I just mm-hmm. now I'm gonna look out for it. I'm probably never gonna find it, of course, because the way the fucking <laughs> world works. But yeah, probably. 
Dude, I wish I would have bought it. Just didn't know. But you, but you fucked up. Fucked so. up. I'll play a little bit of it since it's your your BB and it's my six B. So my BB, here's uh here's Scarlet Begonia. Yeah, you said it was, but here it is, Scarlet Begonias. Okay, there's Scarlet Begonias from Sublime. I love that that simple just keyboard part. It's just so catchy. So catchy. So catchy. So that was good. I really think I really think Eben's probably like my B if I had to choose between the three, I really think Eben's like my B B. Is it? Okay. Well let's get into that then. Uh what do you what do you got? Um, it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this one's cool. It's like a faster punk song, but it's uh, more I feel like it's more focused on the bass line and the melody. Mm-hmm. And even when you think the solo is going to come in after like the first, uh, my friend Eben is a Nazi part. Brad just does that clean upstroke chordal solo. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Love That's pretty it. Cool. And then the, when the solo actually does come in, it's such like relief and it's such a cool fucking solo. It's so goddamn good. It's really cool. It's a rad song. Starts fast and slows way down. Just keeps going. These guys just, they just love to jam. This whole album is just, they, this is jamming dude like there's so many parts of this where they you think they have like a one minute song in their mind and they practice that one minute song and they say well, what do we do for the next three and a half minutes well this is jam that was the thing that surprised me about this this album was like i couldn't believe how long it was i forgot <laughs> how long it was because there's 22 fucking songs and every song is at least three to three and a half minutes long yep it took takes a long time to get through that's for sure um but Eben's a good one, and this is based off, well, not based off, but this is, he had a friend whose name was Eben, but spelled a little bit differently, and apparently he got really upset at first with Bradley at about first, it, cause, yeah. at first, because he was calling him a Nazi when that was 100% not true, and eventually he ended up really liking the song and the band, but. This is yeah, this is a song that uh, that Bud did not play drums on. Oh, it was okay. So Bud only played drums on like four songs or five songs, mm-hmm. and up until pretty recently, like I think the last time we did Sublime on the old pod, mm-hmm. that's when I found out about this guy Marshall Marshall Goodman or mm-hmm. Ross MG, as some people may know. Who's him. always mentioned, yeah. And so this this guy essentially stepped in for Sublime at like shows whenever Bud was like too fucked up to play. And then it got to the point where Bud had to go to rehab, and so Marshall like stood in for a lot of these takes and a lot of these recording sessions. But 
the reason why I think and he never he never like stayed, never caught on was because like Eric and Bud were friends. They're lifelong friends. Like Eric's dad taught Bud yeah. how to read music and play drums. So that connection it was just that was never gonna go away. And no matter how good Marshall was or how great of a songwriter he was, he was never gonna he was never gonna replace Bud. He was always a placeholder. But then Marshall yeah. went on to re- help write other songs too, like Garden Grove, April 26, 1992, from their self-titled. He either co-wrote those or wrote those. I think he co-wrote most of the songs on this record too, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much all he the, like a four. Lot of them. Yeah, he, he co-wrote a lot of the stuff on here, which I, I didn't know. I had no idea. I thought it was always just Bradley who did everything. But uh, it, it's pretty interesting. Dude, like the unsung hero of Sublime, because... If you think, had he not stepped in to record a lot of these drum tracks, they may not have recorded anything. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they may never have, yeah. have gotten out of, like, Skunk Records or got any kind of deal. So, I don't I don't know, man. I, just, I, I wonder, too, I wonder, too, if since Sublime got back together, what was it, like, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, with Rome, I wonder, why, why did Bud leave again? Like, because he, he started him and Eric got back together to do that. And then he left shortly after. And then Josh freeze replaced him. Like why, why would he leave again? It's weird. It's I wonder I, if it I was drugs know. or Hopefully what? Cause it was, he thought it was stupid. Yeah, it is kind of silly. <laughs> but. Dude, Rome is like the ugliest fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. Dude. He's so <laughs> ugly. And just that new sublime stuff with him is just kind of boring. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, Oh, then should we play a little bit of Evan of Eben? Yeah. Play some Eben. Play some Evan. Play that fucking track. Alright, here it is. Evan from Sublime. Fleas crawling on my nuts. <laughs> Out my window, cool and bright. Bathe so slowly in tonight. Funny how things look the same. Now that my friend Evan changed. There's Eben from Sublime, and Eric's bass playing is so squirrely in it. I love That's it. like my favorite part. That he's so he's such a good bass player. It's insane. I, I've always thought like they're kind of like a super group. They're all really really good, but to put them all on the same like I don't know pedestal would mean that Bud and Marshall would have to become up, and because mm-hmm. Eric and Brad are fucking fantastic. Yeah, but Bud and Marshall are—they're—they're they're just good. 
They're good. I, Bud's Bud's pretty. I think Bud's better. Bud's really good though. Too. He's not as know. good as dude. He's not as good as what we have always thought he was. I guess. No, he's still really good. I don't know. He's don't he's know not like Eric. Like if you say Eric Wilson is good, then Bud is is just okay. If you say Eric Wilson is great, then Bud is good. Because to put them on the same level is is it's not it's not fair. Okay, fair. I mean, you can you can have that opinion. That's fine. You know what, buddy, buddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So go ahead. How much did you not like Evan? Because his fucking no. I I already told you. I, we already talked about it. We already talked. I thought it was it's great. I like that song a lot. Is that what one you of your bangers or no? Yeah, it's a banger. Seven number, banger, but that's okay. Oh my god, you seven fucking banger, dude. <laughs> <sighs> oh. All right, should we get my, into my two B or or what's your other BB? I want to know what your other BB is. Uh, new Thrash, I like New Thrash a lot. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. That's not that your fucking twenty fifth banger. No, what is wrong with you? That's, that's not even a banger, huh? That's that's okay. No, no, no. You I'm said sorry, no, it's six banger. No, no, no. no I'm, it, f- I'm sorry, it's my. eighth What banger. are you doing? It's my eighth banger, dude. What that's do you what like? What is what 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 gets you going? I don't understand. Do you want to talk about New Thrash first and play it? I mean, no. Just by the name, you pretty much know what's what's kind of going on yeah. here. I think this is the shortest song on the record, too. Like a minute and yeah, this, seconds. Yeah, by like half. Yeah, I just uh, I, I love it. I, I think I think the way they slow down is so is so great, and this song is it's very so sublime. Yeah, it's very sublime, and that little four count from Marshall that. And they go back mm-hmm. in. Oh, dude, I love it. It's good. It's good stuff. It's really good. What is your 2B? <sighs> my 2B. Oh, my God. It's going to be something so fun. It's going to be Badfish, huh? Spoilers? Is it? <laughs> Badfish is a stinker. I already told you that. Badfish and KRS1 are stinkers. Oh, God. Come on, you're man. so wrong. It's unbelievable. But go ahead. Is it thanks? I'm, thanks, your, your fucking 2B? That's a good one, but it's not my 2B. My 2B is uh, it's, it's Day Rape. Come on, man. That song is so much fun. It's so much fun. I see and considering you're picking popular songs, okay. I'm how am I picking popular That's cool. songs? That's cool. Waiting for my Ruka and date rape. Come on. Waiting for my Ruka is not a popular song. <laughs> yes, Come it on. is. Yes, it is. No, uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, date rape is popular, obviously, and that was the first song I ever heard from them. So it's always like it's just it's cool and just he's he's really good at telling a story through a song. It's like he's not. There's no real. But he's not a good um, songwriter, though. He doesn't write good melodies. I, I didn't say uh, that. I never. I never said that. You're you're just making things up. But I didn't say you said that. But well, yes, you did. You said that earlier. Not right. That's now. exactly what you said earlier. Yeah, but you were implying that you, you were said that it. a lot of the songs here just they're not good songs. Oh man, you were. Which didn't make sense. You've you lost your fucking mind. You've lost your fucking mind. But Dave Rip is, a, is an excellent song. I don't know why you hate it. Why do you hate it? Um, I actually don't hate it. This is a fantastic so song. Bitching? This is um, those first those first notes of Brad's solo, oh, I think oh, are great. like four four perfect notes. That bam bam bam, like I just <laughs> those four notes I think are just absolutely fucking yeah. fantastic, absolutely perfect. And then it's the, such a weird transition into it. Then the horn solo into Brad's the the na 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 na, na that part. Oh, yeah, man. it's really good. It's a well constructed oh, oh, song. Oh, oh. Great melody too, right? Date rape? <laughs> Dude, date rape is like a fantastic melody. <laughs> are you what are you kidding me? I agree with you. You're crazy. I agree with you. It's how am I crazy? Because I agree you with think you. that they don't write Let's good just, songs and then here it is, uh, a fucking song that is a beyond again. banger. 
making things up. You said you, you thought they didn't write good up. songs, or there's not. There's not I some of the songs are not good songs. I don't know what the fuck. You well, said. some of the songs are some stupid. No, yeah, some of the songs aren't good. Well, here's some um, interesting facts about the date rape crew. The uh, go for it. The horn section, I guess. I looked up. Mm-hmm. I looked up every guy, and I can only find someone. Some of the guys, but one guy, uh, Brian Wallace, plays a sax. One of the saxophone players. Apparently, this mm-hmm. guy has has a project that he works on with with scientists, the the King Tubby protege, the oh, King yeah. Tubby Padawan. Their their pro, their project is called Dub Robot, and it's on Spotify, and you should listen to it because it's really fucking cool. Okay, I'll fuck yeah, I'll check it out. And it's not reggae, so you'll like it. <laughs> even better, even I, better. <laughs> another guy, Todd Foreman. Thank God, it's not Sublime Reggae. Ugh. Todd Foreman, the other sax player. This guy went to Harvard, <laughs> and then he went to UCLA Med School. And then he did some graduate stuff at USC. But while he was not at school wanting to be a doctor, he was touring and recording with Sublime. And that's what? that is such a he, wow. he he would go off to Harvard and then when he, when he was home for like the summer, that's when Brad would like hit him up and he said, like, Hey dude, like we recorded some tracks, you want to come down and lay some sax? And he's like, Yeah. And he said that <laughs> he loved playing music with them because Brad would like say, Here's our song, and then Todd would say, like, well, what do you want to do? And Brad would tell him, whatever the fuck you want. Just, just freestyle. Do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> and so, so cool. Todd would always come back to him because they would let him do whatever the fuck he wanted musically, and he loved it. But now he's what a practicing a uh, doctor somewhere in, like, Newport Beach or something. <laughs> what a what a different difference in worlds, you know, the, the medical world and then the junkie world. <laughs> the music. junkie world, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like this is it's so crazy they're just the polar opposites of one another <laughs> and the guy just fits in both it's, that's insane dude if you Absolutely see a picture insane. of him now like he looks like your doc he looks like a doctor what's, looks, what's his name again his name's todd, todd foreman what? todd foreman yeah no MD, e. i guess but he just looks todd. like a doctor he looks very vanilla very plain old people boring haircut parted to the side just he looks so fucking boring and just to think this dude rolled with this crew is just unbelievable. Yeah, he does look so basic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's one picture where he's in his scrubs and he's standing next to like a gold plaque or like a gold plaque of uh, the the self titled Sublime record. Yeah, That's so funny. boring. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> he looks so goofy. What a goofy guy. Oh, that's great. Dude, you would never know. Never like in a million t- years would I know. You're fucking going to Todd Foreman, MD, to get like your <laughs> your yearly physical to get your your prostate examined. Little little do you know, this dude was was rolling with Bradley Nolan Sublime. That's that's so cool, man. That is so cool. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. All right. What else? What else you got on the members of this of this song? Um, Jack Mains. He he went on to to play with uh, Mombi's Double All Stars played keys with them um opie ortiz he did the artwork for this not really Mm -hmm. date rape stuff but we're getting away from there a little bit he did the artwork he did most of sublime's artwork including the the tattoo across brad's back that sublime iconic thing Mm. he also sang vocals in long beach dub all-stars so kept it in house a little bit too bad long beach dub all-stars just missed that just didn't have that edge you know yeah they're just not i don't i don't care for them at all i've tried well, I mean, you don't like Sublime, so why would you like a Sublime oh, ripoff band? I love you know? Sublime. So I that's love Sublime. Well, you love hating Sublime, so that's I fine. think this record's amazing, too. So, 
I don't know why you're such a hater. Because I know you're going to give it like a fucking 1.9. I can't quite give it a 2. I'm going to do some shit like that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose my shit. We'll see. We'll see. I'm already, my, I'm already tense. My face Your is blood's already flushed. Like I can feel my hands in my face and it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that. I probably won't play Day Rape because everyone's heard it. And, you know, we have, there's 22 songs on this record, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else on this one? The video is kind of lame, but yeah, the video is uh, super lame. So are all the videos, but this one is just because it was done after the fact. It wasn't like a video to promote it. It was like, oh shit, this song's really popular. Let's make a video. Yeah, and that yeah, kind of exactly. sucks. That's always lame. Mm-hmm. But I think and, that's uh, that, that like that's got to be the record label because I just don't I don't think they would have cared. I don't think they would have cared to make a I don't video think so either. You know, mm-hmm. I, their, I think you're style. absolutely right. <sighs> okay. So what's your uh, what's your two B then? Well, my top three were were New Thrash, Scarlet Begonias, and Eben. Yeah, just those are my three that I liked a lot. Okay, so then that's your your one, two, and three B then. Yeah. So you're just not you don't really know what you're talking about. You're just I can't talking. choose because they're all too damn good. Okay, all right. So then let's get into my three B. Sound good? Okay. Okay, my three B was Hope, the Descendants cover, hmm. and uh, like I said, this one I was not disappointed. Just I don't know. Surprised that it was a cover. I thought it was a a banger from them, and it's just a straight up punk song. I mean, if you know the Descendants, you know how they are. And I, you know, it's funny. In my notes, I even wrote just a straight up punk banger with a great melody. Oh, oh, oh see, oh, <laughs> I did write that. <laughs> oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it does. It has a great melody. It's a fun it song. It's and how it starts out with that that feedback, that really high. It's feedback I've never really heard before. It's weird. This is but it's, I, it's great. I, I thought this was like one of the most simplest songs on the album. It wasn't not to say like it's a bad thing. It's just it's nothing crazy. It's fast, but nothing too extreme. It's safe. It's a safe. It was a nice. It's a safe. It's cover. a nice change. It's a nice change from everything else on the album. That's but coming off that's, date rape. Dude, like you gotta. I, I guess this, this is a good a good song to come off date rape because date rape's yeah. It's hard to I follow mean, you, that. I mean, you you got two bangers in Day Rape and Hope, and then it just falls off a cliff with KRS-One. That's completely false. The opposite. But luckily, Rivers of Babylon brings it back. Like that's an acoustic banger. It's a cover, yeah, but it's an acoustic banger. And then thanks, you know, (sighs) great song. But yeah, Hope. Um, Hope's really good, really good punk song. Should we play it? I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. I think there's a better cover of a punk song on this album. The Bad Religion one? Yeah. We're only going to die for our arrogance. Yeah. This is much it's better. Good. Well, be, it's because it's not like just a straight cover, punk cover. It, they throw a lot of sublime in there too. Like they slow it down at parts. So it's not like a straightforward cover of, of the Bad Religion song. Well, the Bad Religion song isn't that long. And so they took the entirety of the Bad Religion song and then just added more to it. So they essentially yeah. covered the entire Bad Religion song, but they just added more to it. But theirs was faster the transitions were better everything everything they did to church up this song was better yeah they did a really good job i, I think it's a really good song too is one of your bangers yeah, yeah it's a banger what number i actually have 11 bangers i thought i had 10 you're fine you what are you just changing your notes as we go along <laughs> no i'm not changing my notes no <laughs> I, I i thought i counted them all right but no, it, there's there's 11 bangers and this is my 11th banger uh, what is what is I I only want to talk about your bangers because they've all been stupid so far. <laughs> what is your what is your four banger? 
Uh, let's see. My four banger is What Happened. Okay. This one's really cool, too. Uh, a lot of really cool guitar noodling. The leads and the solos are really cool. The, the tone of his guitar sounds great. Uh, this is just another one of the songs, too, where he's telling a story. It's a wild night of partying, and then he wakes up and doesn't know why people are mad at him. And <laughs> it's him kind of like recounting or trying to recount what happened the night before. And it's all kind of fucked up. And it's it, it's in the vein of date rape in in the storytelling sense. And I like that a lot. And it's it's a fast song. It's fun. And where he throws in the guitar solos and leads are really cool and interesting. It's It's an absolute banger. I love this song. This is uh th- this song is is why I love his guitar playing style is because he doesn't even know how to properly use like harmonics or feedback, but he just knows how it sounds good to him and the way yeah. he sings. And, and that's great. He's just so in tune with with his own guitar playing, and he's so much better than he ever even realized. But he had untapped potential there. But even like his mm-hmm. distorted tones aren't even super fuzzy or anything. And his his usage of the clean guitar tones, but he can still make everything sound so damn punk. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Like it's, it's, it's great. It, I'm hard pressed to find any guitarist who can do that type of music, who can use clean upstrokes, who can use clean any kind of guitar tones, and still make a punk song, and still make <laughs> right. something it, fast. It's impressive, and he's he has this really he had this really good ability of transition or like changing it up like very quickly, and it's still sounding really good. Like he was just like you said, he's just so in tune with his guitar and his his songwriting is fantastic because of it. So um, here's a little bit of the song "What Happened" from Sublime.
there's a little bit of what happened from Sublime. I played it a little bit longer because I wanted the the guitar solos and the the back and forth with the horns. So good. So good. Ding, 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 ding. Little, little then of tequila? course, yeah, the tequila. Yeah, I mean that's so cool. <coughs> awesome man, awesome song. I'm glad you like this song with me. So that's good. We like, we can agree on something. I like all these right? songs. I don't. I don't. Well, you don't like two of them. I know it's. You'll you'll get there someday. Uh, so what happened is my number four banger, great stuff, great storyteller, great guitar playing. And then Eric Wilson too, rips it up on the bass. So there you go. Uh, do you want to know more of my bangers or you want to talk about something you want to talk about? What do you want to do? I did want to talk about the four, four, 54, 46. That's my number slash ball and chain. Okay. Because I think it's a banger. Both, both parts, both parts. both parts, both parts. Okay. Uh, it's I a cover, cover of a toot song. And the second part of it is Ball and Chain, which we have heard before. And Mm -hmm. earlier I talked about how I thought that on Ja Won't Pay the Bills, the Ball and Chain version was better. Because on this version, the little like, that solo part, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of horns involved. But on the Ja Won't Pay the Bills part, the demo, it's just Brad. Mm-hmm. And I love that version more. I, I dude, I just I wanted just to hear him go off without the horns behind him. The horns sound good, but yeah, it sounds good. But damn, I just wanted just wanted to hear just Brad. Then they speed it up and punk it out. Dude, fucking banger of a song. Both songs are really good. Yeah, and the and the, and the toot song, dude. Fucking Wilson is shredding. He's just he does. Dude, he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking really good. And then lyrically too, like. The the Toots and the Maidles one, the that one is, it, it, from what I was reading, it was about him just talking about like him being in jail for marijuana for smoking marijuana, and I guess that's what the four the fifty four forty six stands for is that that's his his prison number or whatever, right? Yeah, and that's so kind of why thinking. they covered this song too because they're obviously such they've smoked so much weed. It's it's also weird that now that marijuana is becoming more and more normalized. The way Sublime uses like their marijuana imagery and stuff, it's still, it's still cool, it's still fun, it's still kind of it's, kinda, edgy. it's da- it, yeah, it's dangerous. It they make it seem more dangerous than it is. But they, they, yeah, I, I don't. They totally do make it seem dangerous, but they don't even talk about like smoking marijuana dangerously. You know, it's just like the way yeah. they talk about it is. I don't they, know. I, it's almost like they they think they're badass when they're not. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's what it is. Because they never really, he touches a little bit on this record about his heroin heroin use, but it's kind of subtle. But the way they talk about weed is just like very upfront. It's part of their entire image. I guess because yeah, they they normalize it so much back in the '90s that now when it's mm-hmm. normalized for everybody else, this seems almost like like childish. Yeah, goofy in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like they were the only ones to do it. Like they, like them in like Cypress Hill. Like who else like normalized marijuana that much? That much, especially in the nineties. Yeah, dude, like going yeah, on right. like tour with these guys. Like they, they would not hide it at all. <laughs> yeah, they did not give a shit. They, they didn't give a shit who they fucking pissed off. Like you watch videos, like the Weenie Roast video. That was the third mm-hmm. Weenie Roast, and I think they played with Rage that year. And Fuck. like a cool story is is they they were only supposed to give away like ten backstage passes to their friends and family, but Miguel or somebody owned or knew somebody who owned like a copying place and they photocopied 300 of them. (laughs) 
And so pretty much like half of Long Beach punk scene was behind stage at the Weenie Roast. And then there's that, that, so cool. that iconic thing where like Gwen and him are singing Saw Red and everybody comes out and they're moshing on stage and Louie Dog's just like sleeping there. And like, dude, how fucking cool, man. This is just like the coolest band ever. Mm-hmm. That shit would never fly nowadays. <laughs> well, they'd all be arrested. And then <laughs> yep. at some point you see one of the security guards like try and tackle like three guys at once and he's just bear hugging <laughs> people trying to get them off and they squirrel away and they're just moshing and skanking. Dude, it's just, it's bliss. What a time it to is be fucking alive. bliss. Hey, that's so cool. Here we are confined to our homes. We get in live music as we know it is probably dead forever. It's dead, yeah. Ah, oh, what a sad time we live in. It sucks. It really sucks. Good stuffs. It kind of sounds like you're you're gonna start singing the um the vandal song. Uh, what is it? My girlfriend's dead. Wait, is that? That's really good. Yeah, that's my girlfriend's dead, right? No. I'm having a brain fart. I'm totally having a brain fart. Oh, speaking of that, the Vandals are are, are doing the live stream tonight. But oh, yeah, the way to the world. Anyway, uh, should we say, play? Hold on, just real quick. Hmm. Okay. Oh, people that are going to hell. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. People yeah. that are going to hell. Okay, that that was that. We we cannot move on until we fix that <laughs> still, problem. Until you figure that one out. Yeah. I. Oi, oi to the world. Uh, should we play a little book? A little book. Oi, oi. No, let's... Uh, it's going to be my new thing is oi. Okay. Let's what? I don't know. What, what, what else do you want to play? Do you want to play that one? We'll play that one. I mean, it's up to you. Do you, this is your, this do you is your like? BD. Do you like Live at Ease? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Because it's very Cisco Kid. It's very... It is. It's very bad. It's, it's very... It's very. I don't it's know. fun. It's a fun song. It's like a fun little reggae jam. Even though I, it's coming to find out that I don't kind of I don't really like reggae, but it's a fun jam. And Ross M G shares the verses, and then Eric does a verse, and it's like a total joke, and it's fun, and they're just hanging out, man. Okay. They're well, just hanging sometimes out. I, you just don't make any sense. I just wanted to see if you like levities. <laughs> I do. Should I play that song? Yeah, it's a good song. It's a really good song. It's a fantastic song. Okay, so here is Live at Ease. And then I got something to tell you after this one, but here, here it is. See, we both agree. 
My name is Eric, I have nothing to say Cause I am not a fucking DJ And if you wanna come talk to me Then you've gotta talk to my man Bradley All right, there's Live at Ease from Sublime. It's really fun. It's really cool. From the Sublimes. From the Sublimes. I don't know why you don't like it, but that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Do you, do you like know, the Eric Wilson verse? Okay, so do you know who, who Shock G is or, or Digital Underground? I think I've heard of Digital Underground, but they, I don't know. They don't sing know the, the Humpty Dance song, but I don't know. Mm. Ross MG's vocals, the way he sounds reminds me of Shock G. Little like oh, okay, like as if you were like not you were trying not to breathe through your nose as you're talking, a little <laughs> okay. bit. And then uh, Eric's part reminds me of something like Joe would do, like our old bandmate Joe. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can my see name that. is Joey. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> 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 so good, very goofy and just. I, I I love when like people are really really good at one thing and they try something else and they're fucking terrible at it. <laughs> like it, it just it makes Eric so much more likable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Oh, man. Okay, so what I was gonna say, um, there was a, a stinker I forgot to tell you. Oh my god! I totally forgot because I forgot to highlight it, and that's uh, the song after this. DJs. That song sucks, dude. You're. What are you talking? About? What is? Are you? I don't like that you're song, so man. Dumb. You're now. Now you've solidified just the fact that you're just trying to pick out like popular no, songs and no, it's well, not even like a popular, popular song. Yes, it's fucking. DJ's totally wasn't even popular. a popular song. No doubt covered it. It's a popular song. You're it's crazy. not a good song. You though. are crazy. It's not a good song. And fuck, man, it's, this is another one of those ones where I heard it so many times because it was on the comps, it was played live. Oh, but it wasn't popular. But you heard oh. it so many times. Okay, that makes sense. It, it wasn't popular like like day rape or smoke two joints and shit like that it wasn't popular like that or bad this fiction. is top 10 popular sublime songs for sure maybe uh, no, 100 no, 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 for no, no, sure no, no. maybe top it was top 15 but not top 10 this song is a fucking banger a beyond banger <laughs> this song yeah what, djs get yes. out of here dude get the fuck out of yep. here it is not good everything everything not good everything after the boat boat part the <sighs> boat boat banger beyond uh, banger just that brief interpolation because the song is not really a cover but they do interpolate all of, a lot of other songs that specials, mm-hmm. which is also a cover of another band. I forgot. Mm-hmm. But that, that song a message to you, Rudy, that's stop your messing around. Whoa. That was banger. good. <laughs> banger. Except this song is not good. I think you just I'm hate sorry, it because man. of the intro part, just that like that. It's too that harming it's... thing. You don't like it. If you just take out that like first, like eight seconds, I think you would like this song more. It's just way too reggae, man. It really is. But it's is. like hip hop reggae because he's, he's, he's like sing raps kind of. And it and doesn't really sound fast. that good. And it really doesn't sound that good. There's no, it's there's, true. Honest, honestly, there's no reason why you shouldn't like this song. It's just not a good song. I think it's really boring. It's, I don't, I don't see, like it. I don't see what part of this is boring. It fucking constantly is changing. There's a lot of highs, there's it's lows. A, no, I, no, it's not, it's not exciting to me at all. Not exciting to me at all. Boring at best. I Dude, you are insane tonight. <laughs> Boring at best. Like it's the way uh, she goes, man. It's uh, the way she goes. I knew you were gonna be stupid about tonight, but I didn't think you were gonna be this <laughs> stupid. So yeah, Badfish, DJs, and KRS One. <laughs>
all stinkers. KRS-One is my, my <laughs> blows my mind. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, no, it's going to make me mad. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about on this? I don't know, because you keep saying that you only have X amount of bang- or stinkers, and then you keep coming on and saying, oh, there's, this is also a stinker. So I don't... Oh, because I, I forgot about I forgot to highlight that one. Uh, that was I, that was my bad. So what's another banger for you? What, what do you want to do? Dude, Should we talk about another banger? Don't of push mine? is a banger. Forty ounce to freedom is a banger. Smoke two joints uh, is a banger. I mean that one is yeah. Do you think smoke two joints is a banger? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm fucking surprised you think that's a banger. Why? Because it talks about smoke joints. And, oh, that's I don't that's care about that. What, you, you, you think about I'm some prude? Thing. Yes, I you think. think you're, what are you prude? kidding me? Of course, I think you're a prude. Oh, it's, see now you're just not making sense. Well, you haven't made sense through most of this episode, but that that's we'll get we we'll try to get past that. Hi, do you want to talk about smoke two joints? What do you I want to do? do? Okay, what do you got? This is this is so fussy. This is very reggae and dub, so that's why I don't understand that why you like it. I don't I don't get it. Super stress, like super the lead short upstrokes, playing? like real real short upstrokes. I don't I don't true, yeah. I don't see why you would you would like that because you hate Sublime and you hate dub music. I, and it's even got Easy E. Easy E yells something in here too, and you hate Easy E. So, does he? Yeah, he's he, he's one that says hell nah. Oh yeah, huh? that's that's true. Huh? Okay, well, I also I also did not know until um, this week that this was a cover. Yeah, I had no idea it was the cover. I was I was a little disappointed. I really thought this was a an, an original Sublime song, but. Well, it's a cover by the toys. In, Never in, heard of the toys. In thanks, I think he shouts out that it's a cover. He does, but I don't pay attention. Oh, you don't. You don't give. You don't pay attention to the thanks. I. I don't. I don't listen. I don't listen to that song very often. I think it's a cool song, but I don't listen to it often because it's just him shouting people out. And, it's. Know. It's not a playlistable song, but no, I would never skip it because I skip it. It's him saying thanks. Like it's cool. He, he shouts out so many people, and like the more. The more we talk about music and the more like we do this, the more names like I recognize. I kind of noticed that this week too. It's fun. But it's really cool. And then the sample uh, f- at the very beginning, the iconic sample is from uh, the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But I, yeah, I never knew cool that either. Stuff, man. But I mean, I don't. It's good stuff. I still didn't care enough. I thought it was interesting that Roger Ebert is the one that directed that movie yeah i didn't know that i had no idea that he i didn't even know he was a director but that makes me even less interested like for a guy that whose career is just basically just a bag on other things now made it sounds like that song <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> his career is just a bag on other things made a movie super i'm not interested whatsoever yeah damn are we like okay. the ebert and roper or roger and ebert or ebert and poobert whatever their name is <laughs> wait what was it what was the original guy's name? Eber, yeah, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. Siskel. Siskel and Ebert was the original. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, do, do we, do we want to play Smoke Two Joints? No, everybody's heard Smoke Two Joints. Yeah, everyone's heard it. Yeah, everyone's heard it. Uh, what else do you want to play? Uh, do what you else do like, you talk about? Do you like 40 Ounces to Freedom, the, the title track? Mm, it's okay. Of course. It's not a bad song. It's no, okay. Of course. Of course you don't like it because it's fun and everything's fine. That's cool. Um... <laughs> What's going on with you? I don't know. I'm just very upset. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you're upset for the wrong reasons because you think KRS One is good. Um, so what, what else? I mean, we could talk about Forty Ounces and we could play it. I'm totally fine with it. We've, I mean, we've gone through most of these songs. We don't. Do you have any more bangers? 
Uh, let's see. T- touched on New Thrash, Scarlet, Live at Ease, Ch- uh, Chica Mitipo. Fuck, how do you say that? Yeah, that was good, dude. We, 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 could, we could touch on that one. This is the only uh, all Spanish song. No, it's not all Spanish. Um, it's mostly Spanish. Well, it's mostly Spanish. Okay, the last verse is in English. Um, but it's a, it's a good ska kind of swingy song. I, I think it's really good. Uh, once again, the solos, the guitar tones are really great in this one and it's fun. It's just a straight up fun song. Lyrically, it's silly. It's just him talking about how he wants to fuck a girl and, um, but it, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. And then on, uh, the, the, the comp, they, he, they do the song, but it's all in English. So that's kind of cool too. A little, little different meaning too, like the translation. So yeah, it translates differently. Yeah, but no, it's a good song. I think it's just a it's a groove song. Yeah, them, I'm down to play it. They're having fun. Play it then. I don't okay, care. Okay, play that fucking track. I guess right. Yeah. That's what you love to say. That's what you love to say. Where are you? Here we go from the Sublimes. another short one from on this record too surprisingly and he sounds so cool singing in spanish (laughs) (laughs) he seems he sounds really cool i don't know i don't know why i think that because he because he doesn't quite have like the like the white boy accent like the puto you know like the puto (laughs) and the putas yeah he says it a little bit more smooth but he's definitely not mexican no, yeah, you can tell that, but it, he just sounds cool. He does. Really cool he just sound, he sounds smooth. He sounds like he could he could pass in the, like a party if he started talking in Spanish. He would yeah. pass and nobody would would say anything because he sounds fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. Um let's see any other bangers. I I mean, I'm good on I'm good on bangers. That's I mean, really. that's that we pretty much touched upon everything I wanted to touch upon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've gone. I'm looking through everything again, and we talked about almost every song except for maybe three songs. We started so off uh, let's, real, um, real, real aggressive, real out, out the gates. Yeah, like you were on this this crazy defense that was unnecessary because you don't like this to. band for some reason. And your do, points uh, are not valid; they see, make no you're do, sense. You're doing this again. You're doing this again. Brad's not a Here good go singer. Again. He's okay. Here at we best. go again. I didn't. Oh, I didn't say He's that. He's no Jonathan Davis. So I don't understand, like, why... JD's a good singer, too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Just very different. Just very, you can't compare Bradley Knoll and Jonathan Davis. Come on. Yeah, I can. You know Watch. You can. Ready? Bradley Knoll is a better singer I mean, than Jonathan Davis. Done. Debatable. Debatable. So, what are your uh, what are your final thoughts and what is your rating? Where our rating system is: three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're gonna keep listening to. One's a bad album, but you should give it a shot. And zero is uh, a trash fire. So, what do you got? This album has everything that I like about Sublime. It's it's sloppy. It's kind of thrown together. It's it's very jammy in the studio type feel, but let's record it, but not like a prog way where it comes out fucking fantastic. It's just very raw. It's very it's very like a bunch of guys clearly produced their own album and this is what we came mm-hmm. up with. And I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think this is a perfect snapshot of what the band wanted to be seen as. Unfortunately, people didn't take to it as well at the time and they were kind of called out and kind of called sellouts and stuff. So that's why Robin the Hood was made. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're Pinkerton, kind of like a clap back to saying, Oh, we're deeper than this. Here we are. So both both are very good, kind of in their own way. But um this is perfect. This is three out of three. This is easy. Three out of three. Yeah, wow. this is easy. This is this is a fucking banger of an album. This is I was fucking I, I was shocked. And like I said, People always give their self-titled its due. We always give Robin the Hood its due, which is still their best. Mm-hmm. But like that's all we ever talk about. Nobody ever really talks about 40 Ounces of Freedom outside of Day Rabes, Smoke Two Joints, and Bad Fish. But the album's good. It's better than good. It's, fuck, it's a great album. And people should get into it more, even, even if you're not from the SoCal scene. Because yeah. that's stupid. There's no reason why Sublime should be localized to Southern California. They're too good for that. They really are. But they're very of the scene, too. That's the thing. They, they're they very of it. It's because they were the scene. They, they, they created, they helped create the scene. Oh, man. So you think all their records, all three records are perfect? Yeah. That's... Yeah, I do. That's surprising. That's surprising because, I, I don't know, it's very surprising. Okay, now my final thoughts. Oh, God. I, uh, I mean, the self-titled and Robin Hood are perfect records. Absolutely perfect. This one is it is forgotten a lot for a lot of the same reasons that you said, and I kind of rightfully so. Some of the songs are not very good; they're stinkers. There's some okay songs, uh, but there are really big bangers on here, and I think this is a very good record. I like this record a lot. Um, I don't go back to it as often as I should, but because you know the other two are so perfect. So with that said, I'm gonna have to give this album a two point two five. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. They're, they're just too many stinkers for me to to give it a higher ranking. I mean, you got you got three big stinkers on here. So your stinkers like bad fish. The re- your reasoning for bad fish is dumb. Uh, your reasoning for being KRS being a stinker dumb. I don't remember you got a stinker, but that, but that was probably dumb too. DJ. Oh yeah. DJs. Oh dude, dumb. All dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no explanation as to why they're dumb. They're just dumb. No, you gave no explanation as to why you thought they were dumb. Ah, uh, I did. I I gave plenty. I gave a good explanation as to why they're dumb. Ah, <sighs> boy, oh boy. So yeah, I definitely not a perfect three. I don't know why you would ever do that, but I don't give them out that. Often. I'll just never know. I guess you give it. You give out perfect threes all the time. 
That's what you think you do. you've given out more you perfect threes or me? Honestly. Oh, I totally have. Oh, okay. I mean, honestly, I have. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was scared. Because like, I, I feel like you have too. And if you said me, then I may have gone back and then like looked at all of our episodes and then, then I don't know, ranked them or whatever or logged them. I, you, yeah, you don't, you don't, you honestly don't throw them out very often. I, I do all the time. I think, I think my, my longest run was five perfect albums in a row. And Shit. I think that, that ended last week or that ended this week, I should say. <sighs> okay. Well, we got anything else to say? We good? No, that's um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. Um, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Phone number is 503-893-5307. So that's all I got. That's it. David that's all. David Jeffrey. Like I'm just leading the tramp. 101 Dalmatians. Like these are all no, better than Robin Hood. You can't name Come one on, song from 101 Dalmatians. Uh, the 101 Dalmatians theme song. Boom. No, you can't. No, just that's no. It. Just said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any stinkers on this record? No, I have no stinkers. Really? No. That's you're silly. Not, not even KRS One. Yeah. Good Jedi shit. Oh, all I care about is fucking. Robin Hood and sampling now because I pretend <laughs> like I like sampling all of a sudden and all this other stuff. But you, you show you, you somebody who's never even uh, fucking heard music in their entire life. Imagine uh-huh. that. Just look in the mirror and you will see somebody like that. And You're you show them, you show them bad fish. Oi, oi, oi to the world. Uh, should we play a little, a little book? A little book. Oi, oi. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea that he... I didn't even know he was a director. But that makes me even less interested. Like, for a guy that whose career is just basically just a bag on other things, now made it sound like that song. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> His career is just a bag on other things, made a movie. Super <laughs> art. I'm not interested whatsoever. <laughs>